1: it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.
2: Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Lifelong Disney World adventurers. Ashley and
1: Sammy will take you on a journey through the parks, movies, books, and more. Whether you live miles or states away, if you love Disney, you'll love
2: hanging out with the Pixie Dust Twins on the Limitless Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. You're on with the Pixie Dust Twins. I'm Ashley.
0: And I'm Sammy. Let's
2: get swimming. But before we do that, don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our social medias and check out our website because we do have some amazing products, Mm -hmm. shirts, and a free download about finding your inner princess. And it Mm -hmm. comes with an exclusive story by yours truly. So check it out. Yes. Mm -hmm. SummerlessBroadcasting.com. Yes. All right. Today is going to be an interesting episode. It is. Yeah, so we're talking about the 2000s and 2010 animation of Walt Disney Animation Movies. We kind of made some of our opinions known in the last episode about how we feel about doing this one. There's going to be a lot of, or, on if we like them or not. Yeah. You like my kid versions of my -hmm. my ratings? (laughs) It's accurate, though. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. I'll go ahead and start with the first one. Have at it. I didn't even put the years these were made. I don't even know, but it's okay. The first one in the 2000s that was the animation came out with is called Dinosaur. I remember this one coming out and thinking, are you trying to recreate land before time, but mm-hmm. in your own version? Like that was my thought process. And I never watched it because it just looked, Not for me. I did watch it like a couple weeks ago when we started planning for all of this. And the very first scene is ridiculous ridiculous because they come out they show all these scenes going on with this Mm -hmm. egg and they show a predator coming in and all of the the non-predator animals are taking off but there's this mom who's trying to save her eggs but she can't and then you see this predator literally like chomp down on another dinosaur and start eating it like there's Mm -hmm. dust so you can't like see the the carnage but It's there and our kids Mm -hmm. have as much of imagination as they can to imagine what's going on. So Mm -hmm. right away, I'm like, I'm going to hate this movie. I'm not going to like this. It is going to be horrific. But the rest of the movie, the characters are very computer animated, like computer animated. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like an animation movie. It just... I don't know why Walt Disney Animation did this. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me because they weren't hand-drawn at all. And Mm -hmm. some of the backgrounds seem kind of live action. Like, it was that kind of realness that made it feel like this wasn't animation at all. Oh, fun fact that Uh I looked
0: up because I was curious, too. Because I'm like, why does this movie look so bizarre? So, apparently, the dinosaurs are computer-animated, generated, whatever. The backgrounds are not. They are actual... Real places. So it was
2: like almost like, li- like this really should have been in our live action horrible it, it's, movie.
0: It's hard to say because the backgrounds are live action. They're real places that they filmed, but the characters are not. So I still feel like it's more in the anime. But that's kind thing. of doing CGI with like Lion King and Jungle Book. I don't know. But didn't they create the backgrounds or did they film the backgrounds too? I don't really know. I, I didn't don't look up. know. I looked it up because I really had nothing to say about it. And I wanted to at least contribute something. So that's why I looked. It
2: but up. I, I have this big, long thing and I don't even know what it was now. Oh yeah. I called it AKA countdown to extinction because literally like they show the asteroids coming down and destroying one part mm-hmm. and they show they they kind of hint like it's towards that end of the dinosaur era. Yes. It doesn't fully like you don't end that way, but mm-hmm. they do it. And then I said it was originally created to be tied into, oh, I'm sorry, the attraction. That's what I was talking about. Yes, so, they were tied in together. Yes, Animal Kingdom, if you remember that episode so far back, they have a ride in DinoLand called Dinosaur, and which makes so much sense because the predator in the, the ride is the same predator in the movie. Yes, they look exactly alike. So I yep. Googled it too because I was like,
0: mm-hmm. it looks just like the T-Rex from the ride. And then I was like, uh-huh, I get mm-hmm. it
2: now, Disney. Yep. Okay. so Disney made this movie to tie with the actual ride. Mm-hmm. So I even believe the dinosaur we're trying to save is the main character in the movie. They look alike, so I assume. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Uh, so yeah, the movie's opening was actually delayed. And even though the ride build was started after the movie was from production, it opened about 18 months before the movie came out. And that's, that's why insane. the ride name changed, because it wasn't called Dinosaur. It was called something else when it first opened. I don't remember. Countdown to Extinction. That's where you got that from. Oh, yeah. Countdown to Extinction. See, I don't like, like, Animal Kingdom's eh to me. So, I'm like, I don't remember why I have these names. I thought it was, name. I, listen, I went down this huge, this is a
0: little, it's on, you went on a rabbit it. Yeah, but I went a little, like, rabbit hole with this. The original ride, too, the, when it was Countdown to Extinction, was a lot scarier. And they actually kind of toned it down when they mm. re themed it so that yeah. children would not be as threatened. And I know as a child, <laughs> I definitely rode the scarier version <laughs> of this ride. I don't-
2: No, if I've ridden the new version, I might have only rode the scary version because that's all I remember is being petrified out of my mind.
0: I have no idea if I've been on the toned down version or not, to be honest with you. It's been so long since I've ridden it.
2: Like my very first time on that ride, I was so scared that when the picture part came up Mm -hmm. in the picture, you see Travis, mom, dad, and you don't see me because I am literally underneath crawling down, like scared out of my mind. Yeah, it was very frightening. The reason why i'm doing a disney podcast and not a horror podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny
2: all right honestly this movie like it started as a for me and then it kind of ended like a, oh, okay it's like a it ended feel good he got the dinosaur yeah. girl of his dreams yeah there was sacrifice and yeah they beat the predators the yeah. i don't <laughs> like it i did not either i
0: thought it was boring yeah. that was my main comment it was boring. And I fell asleep during part of it. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, it's finally ending. Thank goodness.
2: Okay. You have something in there about Universe of Energy. How did it make you think of that?
0: Okay. Because the opener, you remember when you go in Universe of Energy and you got to the dinosaur scene and they're all like roaming around and eating. That's what it reminded me of at the beginning. Oh, maybe they it was stole just it that. from that. I, listen, I don't even know. I stopped looking up stuff about this movie eventually, but it reminded me of that. And then it made me feel a little nostalgic, even though the universe of energy was not really the best ride, but yeah, it was a childhood memory. And I was like, Oh, it reminds me of all the dinosaurs there. And then it went downhill. Cause the movie was not that great in my opinion for a dinosaur movie. I was just like, this is so dull. Is something going to happen that actually piques my interest?
2: And this is the one thing I noticed. So when I, like I said, when I found out about this movie, I thought of Land Before Time. Loved Land Before Time. Best dinosaur movies for kids. Like so mm-hmm. much fun. I would probably rewatch watch them if I had access to them. Mm-hmm. They're probably in our VHS play like VHS box somewhere. But I feel like every time Disney decides to do something that is like a different movie. Like okay, so we have DreamWorks who did. Is it DreamWorks who did Madagascar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and then on this side, it wasn't in Disney Animation. It's a different company of Disney's, but they did The Wild, like after Madagascar. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, you did not hit the mark. I feel like Disney needs to not try to do what other people are doing because you're not hitting the mark, which is really sad because Disney, you are amazing and you're better than some of these places. So you need to be like Disney needs to stay doing their own original stuff, not trying to (laughs) follow what's going because that's what I feel like they were doing with Dinosaur and Home on the Range when we get to Home on the Range. We get a break and we get a nice movie. Yeah, so, let's, let's just move on to the nice
0: movie because I feel like I have nothing else to say about Dinosaur.
2: Yeah. So there is this lovely reprieve after Dinosaur where we're like, oh, we have some hope. Mm-hmm. And that's Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. I love my Stitch. I know. It was produced primarily at Disney's MGM Hollywood Studios. So they did a lot of the animation at the park, which is really cool. I didn't put that. Did you put that?
0: I for sure put that. I added Okay, those- I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, when I looked that up, I was just like, that's really cool because we grew up cool. back in the day. You could go and mm-hmm. see the animators there. And I was just mm-hmm. like, hey, we may have seen this. And I just don't remember because yeah. I've, I've seen them actually animating movies. I just couldn't remember what movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe Lilo and Stitch. I did read that there's a live action remake <gasps> supposedly in the works for Disney+. Plus. I don't know how current that still is or where the process is, but I thought that was very fun to know because i know especially for you you would love it although i'm worried that the stitch is gonna look like crazy I think they can
2: do it i hope so i think the other aliens might be freaky (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so the movie's really cute it's got a heartwarming message i actually i'm not a big stitch fan because i think he's gross you know this (laughs) he's gross and a, a lot at times they do cute things with him sometimes like Mm -hmm. There was a time when he did, he didn't, he like, he does a bunch of stuff to Cinderella Castle. That was like a thing with Stitch. I thought that was cute when they did that like a while ago. They did that in the Stitch ride. Yeah, it was. Once they
2: did that in the Stitch ride, that became like the thing to do. Like he took over Tinkerbell for a while.
0: Yeah, it was, that was kind of cute. But I do like, I like the Stitch in this movie. But when he starts off, (laughs) he's, he's not very nice. (laughs) he's a a criminal yeah they're literally like so he is a monster oh he's just a little bit just a little bit of a monster and I'm like he literally was designed to destroy things so but I like that he finds his heart during the movie I think Mm -hmm. that's really great with Lilo and when Mm -hmm. he's like sitting on the beach with them and they're all surfing and he's just looking so cute and pathetic I'm just like okay this is the stitch that I like when he's he's gaining his heart not when he's just being annoying and destructive
2: well i believe he was created like he was he wasn't like a normal alien race right he yeah. was genetically created to be a killing machine in yeah. whatever they were doing so this poor creature doesn't understand what it means to have family and to have a heart mm-hmm. and to have people that love him so lilo and her family who's already kind of dysfunctional because they have no. no parents her sister is what like 18 or 19 taking care of her yeah and mm-hmm it's not the place you would think he'd find his heart, but it's the best place where he found his heart. I agree.
0: There, That family was the best place for him. But I will adamantly still stand by agreeing with everyone but Lilo that he does not look like a freaking dog. <laughs> and I don't blame everybody for being in a panic. When this six-year-old is like, I would love to take this creature home. And yeah, you go, sister, because I would have been the same way. Like, we're not taking that to the house. That's, no, no, look at him. No, it's not going to happen. It's a good thing that they did. But he is very freaky looking. And I don't know why everybody was just like, yeah, he's just a weird looking dog. Okay. Okay.
2: He was blue. No dog is blue. Not even blue healers. He just...
0: Beyond that, I mean, he just looked bizarre, but you know, it's, it's a cartoon. So you have to suspend your imagination. And I put notes about, I really, really love Lilo, even though she's a child, because Mm -hmm. I feel like they did a really good job of showing a child and how they would probably react to something like they lost their parents and they're Mm -hmm. stuck with their sister who doesn't really know how to be a parent Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to deal with how they're feeling and their grief when she just did her tirade at the beginning of the movie, it's always my favorite thing when she runs in from the beach, and then she has to explain why she's late. And she does that whole thing about Pudge the fish. She controls the weather and she has mm-hmm. to feed him a peanut butter sandwich. But they didn't have peanut butter at the house. Yes. So she asked her sister and her sister said, feed him tuna fish. And she's like, it's a fish. And she literally has a giant meltdown. crazy meltdown <laughs> about the fact that she only had tuna fish at the house. Like, I get you, girl. It's okay. You have your meltdown, you know, mm-hmm. and you bite that other little girl all day because she deserved it. No matter what they tell you. That little redheaded nonsense. Yeah. Yes. She deserved to be bitten. Just my opinion. Don't encourage your children. Don't actually bite people. That's don't it. encourage your children. That's right. But in the movie, I understand why Lilo did it. I get you. See,
2: I don't know why she would want to bite the redheaded child and have any sort of like ugh, like that in her mouth. Like I would have just punched her. I think it's just because she's six,
0: and I think that's just how she reacted to stuff, because she also bit her sister, too, so I think it's Oh, just, yeah, that's
2: right. I think it was just, like, a Lilo. That's how she fought. I'm not a big on the biting, but, yeah, it's... For her, it makes sense. For mm-hmm. her, it makes sense. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: and I love that little tirade, too, like, the fish and Pudge and how he control like, all of it. Like, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. imagination is just amazing. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's probably why, in her head, Ditch looked like a dog, her big imagination and where everyone else is normal and is like, uh, that is not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. Would you, oh, you put my favorite quote? I used that quote the other day.
0: <laughs> the die one? Yes. I don't remember why that was <laughs> because that one. That's right after she leaves where she, the dance studio and she just ditches it and she goes home and the little girls have been mean to her when she wants to play dolls. And she won't mm-hmm. let her sister in, and then her sister's literally freaking out because the social worker is coming. That's and, right. And That's she's right. Just throwing a fit, Listen to Elvis Presley on the floor. Just leave me <laughs> alone
2: to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to there, there's a meme of that and I had to use it the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used it with you when we were talking. Yeah, about- we did do that. That's <laughs> yeah, when we were discussing that. I forgot. I was oh just my like, Wait,
0: goodness. did you send it to me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah. I love that she loves Elvis. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, this was created in the 2000s, and I'm pretty sure, like, this was the year 2000, 2000- in whatever year we made it. It wasn't like back mm-hmm. in the 70s when it was made. So, mm-hmm. this little six year old girl is obsessed with Elvis. Mm-hmm. Even makes Stitch, like, put on the Elvis outfit and little ukulele because he can't do a big guitar. And it's mm-hmm. so adorable. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. My grandma loved Elvis. So, like, that I remember watching that. I'm like, oh. <gasps> If grandma was still around, she would have loved this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cute, too. That whole yeah whole obsession.
0: What did Robbie say? I'm sorry, what? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So right at the end, you know, when they're just like, they send out the other alien to come capture Stitch. Because uh-huh. the first two can can't get it together and just uh-huh. follow so him the, around.
2: The captain, the evil captain?
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Robbie's like, oh, look, it's a shark. And I said, he's an alien. And he's like, no, he's a shark. And I said, no, he, he's an alien, and he was just like, mm, no, I think he's a shark, and I just gave up at that point, and it just made me laugh, so I wrote it down, because I was I was doing the same thing. I, like, I write notes as I go. So
2: I can kind of see where he might think he's an alien shark. He does kind of look he like a does. shark. He does.
0: Yeah, he does kind of look like a shark. I, I mean, agree. I mean, I get why he said it yeah. looked like it, but I was trying to explain to him he's he's not like a half shark. He's... He's just an alien. He's
2: just an alien, yeah. No, my favorite part that I need to to share in this with Lilo and Stitch is when Lilo, or when, I'm sorry, when Stitch is, I can't remember if he's, it's either when he was running, like it was after something, the bad stuff happened and he was by himself out in the loneliness and he had the book that Mm -hmm. Lilo had been reading him, which was The Ugly Duckling. Mm -hmm. And he felt like the ugly duckling through all this. He's just so sad. And when he comes back, There's always that, uh, there's a quote that I love so much and it's Ohana. Ohana means family and nobody is left behind. That Mm -hmm. message from that movie, just I am tearing up right now thinking about it Mm -hmm. because it's so true. Mm -hmm. No matter the ups and downs, no matter the issues, no matter what you're going through, family's family, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And family is not always blood. Lilo and Leilani were not his real family, but they were his family. Samantha and I, even though we're not blood, we are family. And Mm -hmm. when things happen, we're there for each other. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's such a strong message for our kids, especially when they are learning about friendships and, and family and how family looks. It's a good message. So out of all the 2000 movies, this is the one you need to watch. It's like very, this is the one scary. you need to sit down with your kids mm-hmm. and watch together because it's funny, it's heartwarming, can be a little scary. If, like at the beginning with yeah, you know, it's going crazy. If kids get scared of like monsters, they might they might be scared a little bit, but mm-hmm. they do a really good job of not making it too intense. But yeah, definitely definitely watch this one. And I think the music is really
0: great throughout the movie. That's very Hawaiian esque. Mm-hmm. Besides the Elvis, <laughs> they also have a lot of Hawaiian specific Mm -hmm. kind of tunes going on and i thought it always added really well to the storyline too
2: yeah great movie great movie Mm -hmm. all right moving on before i start crying again oh and then we took a dip you didn't like brother bear well i didn't say a landslide i said we're starting to take a dip just just a little Mm -hmm. because i'm not a i I wasn't a fan Mm -hmm. of brother bear Oh, we don't really know what year it took place, but it is a Native American tribe, Mm -hmm. from what I gathered. We don't really know where. I'm guessing Alaska?
0: Yeah, it's Alaska, because I looked at it it because I was curious. Yeah, I was just like, I I thought it was too, and it is somewhere in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so it's, there's these three brothers and they all kind of mess with each other. And at a certain age, they get a, what's called, I think it was a totem. I wrote all this down. Yeah, it's a totem. 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 And their youngest brother was about to get his totem. Well, when he got it, he was thinking he was going to get something like really cool and strong and masculine. And he got the bear, which the bear represents love. Mm -hmm. And his brothers start making fun of him. And there's just all this... Issues ensued and he goes off and well like their fish was stolen by a bear, so he goes off to try to find the bear. There's a fight ensued. They lost one of their brothers. The oldest one passed. He fell from a cliff. And but died they blame the bear. The river. But they blame um, the bear. And then he goes after the bear and he kills the bear. And then something else happens and he becomes a bear. I think if I remember the older brother, Sitka. He, yeah, like, his comes spirits.
0: back, and then he, like, combines him with the bear or something. There was a lot of, like...
2: I, I don't think he combines them because that bear was actually the mom of... Oh, no, you're right. Kodiak. He just turned him into a bear then. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. It so he, yeah. he becomes a bear, so the middle... So he's the youngest. The oldest is a spirit now, made the youngest a bear, and the middle one is, like, thinking that this bear killed his youngest brother, so now mm-hmm. he's, like hunting him and there's Mm -hmm. this whole journey of the the brother bear trying to get to where the spirits are found so he could talk to his brother to turn him back and he meets this cute little bear i love kodiak i love kodiak he's so cute he's a little bear so and he tiny. meets him and they become like brothers along the way mm-hmm. which is kind of going off of like lilo and stitch like that whole family is not blood thing yes and but the the hard thing for the youngest brother who is now a bear the lesson is for him to try to learn well i think it uh, was to be
0: who he is or the whole point was that he was supposed to focus on the love idea right yeah and i think it was that he had to show love for everyone even animals that he believed were his uh, enemies I think okay. he hated yeah. the bear so much. And his grandma was trying to tell him, like, was it the grandma? I don't know. Well, the old lady. Was the she the elder? Grandma too? The elder I the elder. have no idea. I can't we'll remember. Just say She
2: was the eldest of yeah. the tribe.
0: Yes. But she, I think that was part of her lesson was you hate this bear, but the bear was just doing what the bear does. And instead mm-hmm. of hating, you should try and understand the bear yeah, the other animals and people around you and just share love with them, I think was mm-hmm. the whole purpose of the
2: storyline. Yeah. Story I will admit, I started like falling apart a little bit when Kodiak is telling the story of his mom fighting the the evil human. Because mm-hmm. as soon as he started, I'm like, because I didn't see it coming. I had I no did. idea. I had no idea that he w- that was his mom. <sighs> and I'm like, I did. wait a second. I'm sorry. What just happened? And like, but for for the bear to, or I don't even know what his name is.
0: Can I? Are you talking about Can the brother? I-
2: yeah, can I, for Kenai to have the strength and courage and enough love to admit to Kodiak what happened was that, like, gut-wrenching moment for me. I'm like, oh no, don't do this,
0: Disney! Yeah, like, the second they met up and Koda was literally like, I lost my mom, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the bear he killed. I was automatically like, oh, great. He's going to go around with this little kid bear and he doesn't realize it yet. But I was like, he killed the mom. That's exactly what happened. And then when they got to that part, I was just like, oh, I saw it coming. I knew it. But it still made me so sad. The way when he told him what happened and the way he uh-huh. looked to him and ran away. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was just like, I can't do this. This is making me so mm-hmm. sad. I felt so bad for the little baby bear. Yes. About his but-
2: mom. There was such redemption when, when he decided, like when he became a human again and he, his, his middle brother said, I will love you no matter what you are. I, see, and that's the other thing. I didn't see that coming either. I'm like, wait. No. And then he turns back into a bear to stay a bear. And part of me mm-hmm. thinks he did it to stay with Kodiak because his mom. I think
0: that is exactly why. Cause he's he, he <laughs> said something at the end, like, oh, he needs me. And yes. that's why he looked at his brother and his brother. And that's why his brother was kind of like, "It's fine, I get it, and I understand why." And then he turned back because when I when they had him over in the corner and he was like mm-hmm. peeking around the rock at them when he was, uh-huh. asleep, and I was it's like so scared. I was like, "You have to go back with him. He has to live with you. He can't go back <laughs> out there." So I was very happy when I yes. actually went that
2: route, which I didn't see coming either. Didn't, which okay makes sense now. There is a second movie, so I yeah, always I didn't wondered watch it what. Yet. what well, I always wondered what they were, like, what were you going to do with a second Brother Bear movie if he... Yeah. So, it makes sense now that, okay, he is the bear again, and it makes sense. What do you think of the moose, the meese? They were stupid. Like, in a
0: funny way. Not like I hated them. Like, they were... <laughs> yeah. I was just like, They're these so Canadian dumb. ridiculous moose over here. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, so clueless. But they made me laugh, you know? They did. Yeah, they they were really like cracked but me up. When they
2: were riding the mammoths... <laughs>
0: Oh, let my me goodness. drive and they're both just no one's driving. They're exactly. like, like-, like hanging out and let, let the mammoth drive. OK, the mammoth has it. You're fine. Just oh, chill my out. Goodness. Yeah, they made me laugh. That was a good comedic little break. I mean, there were lots of little funny parts, but I thought they were good mm-hmm. to kind of break up the sadness yeah. <laughs> of some of the rest of the movie. But I really liked it. I'm more interested, this is more after I met Robbie, but like in the Native American cultures and what they believe in and everything. So I think I Mm -hmm. thought that part was more interesting with Mm -hmm. all the spirits and how everything is connected and because it is different than what we're taught and what we believe as a general rule as far as, you know, with spirits and where people go when they die and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting because his dad was really into it. So he's told me more about it. So I think that was part of why I enjoyed the movie a little bit more because it Mm -hmm. explored that portion, you know, with the Native American heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about family is always blood i said that in there too oh, okay oh and then the older brother Sika. if you watch in the background or just pay attention he appears in his eagle form a lot throughout the movie and he just follows Kanai and koda like around their journey to the other bears i
2: did notice the eagle a couple times i didn't notice him a lot but i noticed him once or twice yeah. i'm like Probably. yeah so he was like their spirit guide i assumed you know kind of making sure they got
0: to where they were supposed to and accomplished what they were supposed to. And he learned his lesson, I'm assuming. Yeah, I thought that was a fun little thing too. But I've not seen the second one, so I don't really know how it is, but I'm probably going to check it out. Your first note is interesting. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So this was the last movie produced at disney's mgm hollywood studios in orlando before the studio was shut down because then they started doing a lot more of the computer generated and not hand-drawn
2: which is so sad i miss hand-drawn animations i know (laughs) it takes longer but they just to me they're they're more beautiful because they're more personal i really i might be wrong but i think this
0: was it and then the next one was i think princess and the frog was the next hand-drawn one after this And that's a long time because The Princess and the Frog was like 2009. Yeah, 2009 when we were in college. Mm -hmm. So that's a, yeah, that was a long time in between. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this next one. Do we have to? Look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one because there's not really a lot to say about this nonsense right here.
2: So Home on the Range. I don't remember what movie this was kind of. There was another movie that was similar to this that was made at a different company altogether. So I don't remember which one they're off of but pretty much it is about cows trying to save their ranch because there's a evil man stealing all the cows and then buying up all the land and they're trying to save all of this and it's just a weird movie and then on top of that and i see that you put it in here but on top of that all of a sudden like when you hear one of the cows it's judy dench i'm like wait a second judy what are you what what? Why am I hearing her, your voice in this movie? What are you doing in this horrific, exactly movie? I literally
0: stopped and I was like, "No, that's not her." And yes. then I, I looked, yeah, and I was just like, "Did you read the script? Did you just you want an extra little paycheck, and it was something
2: easy to do?" I, I don't understand why you did this. I don't either. You're so much better than this. I don't. You're M. Yeah, but the the storyline was just boring mm. the characters i thought were just over the top especially the horse Ugh. and the villain the villain was just weird he was like this weird cow pie piper i'm like what what do you what do we do yeah like his secret weapon the his yodeling, yodeling. I was just like what his okay yodeling but yeah. that one cat there was one cow who didn't go after the yodeling and i'm like what can you explain why her like ears don't have the same reaction as all the other cows. Like They never we, did. They didn't. Yeah. They left it there. And I'm like, uh, can you at least explain?
0: And that was the cow that they were like, oh, this is the stupid one. And I'm just like, is she, though? Because she was the only one that didn't follow along with him. So you tell me. Yep. Yeah. Just saying.
2: Oh, and the bulls were horrible. Like, why did they have to put that in there? The flirting bulls? I'm like, that that's that's a weird little side thing you didn't need either.
0: No, it was just random for no reason while yeah. they were walking through. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. And I thought the animation looked cheap. I think they just slapped it together to get
2: something out there.
0: Yeah, it was not a high-quality animation for being in theaters. It was like a straight-to-video sort of animation-looking movie. Yeah, the storyline was boring. I do think if you have a small child who doesn't have a long attention span, this is a short movie, Yes, and it's got lots of colors and... I feel like they would probably enjoy it. They're not going to get they, anything from it, but yeah. they'll keep them quiet for 70 minutes or however long this movie was.
2: Yeah, there wasn't even really a like lesson at the end of it. No. And if mm-hmm. there was, it was very bland and not very like, hard-hitting like Lilo or Brother
0: Bear or any of the other ones. No. I didn't see the point in the entire movie. And then I said, let's see, the jokes were crude. They were just reaching... Or just not funny. I did not laugh once during this entire movie. Every time there was a joke, I just rolled my eyes. And in fact, I was doing other things during the movie. So I wasn't paying attention during parts of it. And I still would be like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I can definitely catch up on it because nothing is going on. Nothing happened in the last 10 minutes. Yep. That is how I feel about Home on the Range. Don't watch it. Unless you have like a three-year-old that would be willing to sit and watch cows for a little bit. Just don't watch it with them.
2: Uh, yeah, this is an, uh, this is like it's like the 2000s on Black Cauldron. It's going to disappear and no one's ever going to remember it again.
0: You know what makes me mad, though, hmm. is... Uh, granted, they're not really doing parades at Disney right now, but they have a parade flow for this stupid movie, I think. There's some sort of, like... Maybe it's not Home on the Range, though. I know there's chickens and stuff on it.
2: Maybe it's a, a
0: chicken little? It's not chicken little, because I would know chicken little, because these look like... I don't know, but I thought they played like Home on the Range music, and then it had like the cows with it. Oh, please do look that Disney. up. Don't do that. I could have sworn there's like one parade float that keeps popping up, and I'm just like, this is the stupidest movie ever. Why is this have a parade float?
2: I don't know. Petition! We need to move on. Anyway, so Chicken Little. Chicken Little is next. I did not watch it because I was just done at this point after watching all the other movies. So I'm going to let Samantha talk about this because this movie just didn't, you know... I told Ashley to watch it, and
0: she didn't listen. So it's fine.
2: it just didn't look like something I wanted to watch. And I remember <laughs> I bits and pieces of it from something, and I just thought it was stupid. So listen, oh you you think it's
0: stupid, but I'm gonna read off some of my fun facts about the movie. All in right. 2005, 2005, which I guess is when the movie came out, because again, we didn't put the years. In 2005, we were in high school. <laughs> Chicken Little tied with The Lion King for the largest opener for a Disney animated film. You got all this hate on it, but I just want to point out that it was the largest opener tied with the Lion King. What? You're just a hater. It's okay. And this reversed the slump (laughs) that Disney was in with animated releases since like 2000.
2: So I thought that was interesting too. You know what it was? What? You know what it was? Okay. So we had, we finally got up to Lilo, make sure people can see the screen. And then we Mm -hmm. dipped a little with brother, not much, just a little. Mm -hmm. And then we plummeted so far down that anything better than Home on the Range was gonna do well. <laughs> I feel like you're just a hater.
0: Okay, this was <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore you now. So this okay. is Disney's <laughs> Disney's first fully computer animated film produced in house with Walt Disney feature animation. I just thought that was really interesting. This is- was the first fully because as we said dinosaur was partially but the backgrounds were not animated because I had to go back and look because then I got confused because I was just like wasn't that an animated movie. This is the first the whole world is animated by Disney. I might be biased because Chicken Little is voiced by Zach Braff, and I love him because I love Scrubs. It's one of my favorite shows. Fun fact for everybody out there, non-Disney related. <laughs> it's on ABC, so it's kind of in the Disney universe, technically.
2: Technically, yes.
0: So I might be a little biased because of that, but it's, it's not th- the cleverest movie. I'm not going to pretend it's some like Shakespearean masterpiece. It's not... <laughs> It's not on the storyline level of like Lilo and Stitch. I'm not going to argue with you about that, but it is a cute little silly movie Mm -hmm. where the sky is literally falling on this town and nobody believes chicken little and he is an outcast. And I like that because he is, he is kind of a loser at school. His Mm -hmm. friends are losers. You know, he's friends with the ugly duckling and this giant pig And nobody likes them and they they make fun of them Mm -hmm. and he ends up saving the world. So I think that's a good lesson for kids that, you know, don't listen to the haters and the bullies because you can still do great things. The opener was cute because they were trying to play off of like previous openings like related to Lion King and like a storybook opening and stuff. And they're like, wait, wait, no, no, this is not that kind of story. I thought that was just kind of (laughs) a little tie in. It's a different kind of movie because of the music that they use. They use, like, mm. from Bare Naked Ladies, Diana Ross, Five for Fighting. It's got a lot of, like, contemporary bands in it, and they sing a lot of contemporary songs. So when you watch it now, it's not super dated because they were kind of all, all over the place with the music. So I feel like it doesn't date it, date it. But it is kind of weird to see them singing, like, a Spice Girl song as a karaoke. <laughs> And that's what the ugly duckling and the pig are doing <laughs> in the middle of the movie. They're they're singing. It's literally a karaoke machine, and they're singing a Spice Girls song and dancing along to it when Chicken Little calls them up. But I just think he's adorable. He's a little dork. And the aliens that come, because that's – since you don't watch the movie – it's actually alien- Oh, I know it happens. I just haven't watched it fully. All right. Well, the aliens that come and they leave their little alien baby behind. They're just these little like fluff balls. They're like super adorable little fluffy like you just want to f- fluff up their <laughs> fluff up their heads. They're so cute. So, I think the bigger part of the movie is that it's a like father-son bonding story because they don't understand each other. They're lost to bond together because the, the mother passed away and they're having mm-hmm. trouble connecting because they're so different. And this kind of brings them together and has them find an understanding. So I thought that was a good, it did have a message in it mm-hmm. about That's them good. bonding at the end. I think it's a cute movie. Like I said, it's not going to break, it's not going to break any records. It's not going to be the most glorious storyline of all time, but it is a cute movie that you can watch with your kids and it's got some funny parts to it. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would recommend checking it out if you're mm-hmm. not Ashley. But that's all I really got on that movie because I don't have any other fun facts
2: about it or anything. Sounds good. Next one. I like this one. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Mm, I love this movie. I just watched it last night. I saved Did it. Did you?
0: Yeah, I saved it because I love it so much.
2: So the last one in the 2000s, so right before we hit 2010, is Bolt, which mm. is... He is a puppy and I for the this was the first time I ever watched it because I, it came out I don't remember I'm guessing like 2008 2009 no, I didn't write down that. Prob- Actually, it probably. no, it was probably 2007 or 8 because Princess and the Frog came out in 2009. Yeah, so it would have been before that. So Yeah, yeah so it, this was during college, so I didn't have a lot of friends in college who did Disney movies, so I never got to go watch it in theaters. But it is a really cute movie. I'll let Sammy talk about it more because it's her favorite, but I'll I'll interject because I do, I do love yes.
0: it. Yes. Okay, so first of all, Bolt is a white German Shepherd obviously that is part of the reason <laughs> why I love him so much because he looks just like my little German Shepherds except mine are not white and I like though during the movie if you kind of watch him like he's so pristine and well put together at the beginning because you know he's a show dog and everything and by the end when he shows up he's grungy looking because that is how those white dogs look they are and that's why I would never get a white one even though they're adorable but you know he's got dirt all over him he's not really white colored anymore and i I didn't really notice that the first mm-hmm. couple of times I watched it. But when I rewatched last night, I was like, oh, look, he's dirty. Like they they actually kept in theme with the fact he hasn't had a bath in however many days <laughs> that he's been out on this adventure. When he's at the beginning and they give him the little carrot toy that squeaks and he's like shaking it and doing all the the cute little things. I just want to die from the cuteness. I can't handle it. And they do a good job of showing how shepherds are. Like, they get hyper-focused. They're hard to get their attention. Like, here's your toy. And they're like, no. I'm going to continue doing this one (laughs) random thing I have decided I I am destined to do, which is watch the (laughs) door. That's exactly how they are, unfortunately. They don't listen very well sometimes. Okay, so... It's kind of weird to me that in the movie, well, it's a cartoon, so you got to suspend reality, right? That the whole point was that Bolt thought that the whole storyline was real and he was saving the world. Yeah. And the only reason it really bothered me is because like the beginning, they do a whole scene from whatever he's filming with the bad guys. And I'm just like, okay, well, he would have to be in a harness or something because there's no way the dog jumped across the bridge and made it or, you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I try not to think about it too much, but that does kind of bother me. I'm just like, really, Bolt had to be, <laughs> some sort of safety measures had to have been employed to get the dog across the, the yeah. thing. And I, I guess you're just supposed to assume he didn't notice or or something since he thought he was.
2: Yeah, well, and they could have went in after. Like, they could have, like, made it a safe distance where he could jump it. And Maybe. then after, like, stretched it out in the show mm-hmm. for people to think it was farther apart.
0: That's true. That may have been what happens. Yeah. And then I really like Mittens the cat. This is another case where generally I don't like the cats. Now the two cats at the beginning that are acting with him, they're kind of rude. The way they're that they so rude. Him. Well, and that's the, they're the reason why he ran. Yes, because they're they're taunting him and messing with him. Uh huh. It's their fault. But Mittens the cat, I actually really liked Mittens the cat, I did which see. is again one of the few cat characters I actually liked throughout a movie. I felt bad for her because she got abandoned and she was declawed and everything, and and then she was forced to live on the street. And I, you know, everyone's gonna have this sad friend with the sad story. That was her whole point. And then she gets rescued at the end, mm-hmm. which I was glad. She was grounded in reality and Bolt was up in space, (laughs) so I thought it was (laughs) like a good contrast between the two. Mm -hmm. tell him you know listen you you don't really have laser eyes okay that's not a thing you're not gonna be able to break the lock we're gonna have to figure out a different way to get there don't jump you cannot do it there's no such thing i liked the contrast between the two and then when she was showing him like how to be a real dog later in the movie like stick your head out the window bury things because he's literally like well what do dogs actually do and she's just like i got you let me me show you we'll start here
2: tilt your head and stick out your tongue (laughs) it
0: was so cute i just love that how she was so annoyed with him at first and then they bonded and then they were just literally like best friends by the Mm -hmm. end of the movie and we have to talk about rhino oh my gosh rhino (laughs) the hamster slash wolf slash wolverine according to him i think he was like 116th wolverine or something he is one of my favorite characters he is he is this big and he thinks he's like an elephant size like when he's looking at the guards and stuff and he's just like prepare to die and then just takes off i mm-hmm. like, what are you doing and then when he gets to the garden and then the guards like literally holding him up and he's like yelling at him all sorts of things trying to fight him and the guards like you
2: are so cute like all the guard here is a squeaky It's hilarious.
0: I just love him so much. He is so brave. He's fearless. He was a great companion for them to have, even though they kind of had to look out for him a little bit to make sure he did not die in his little hamster wheel. Oh my goodness, I know. And I don't know how the little ball survived that entire trip. That is some really good, hard plastic. <laughs> exactly. He made it a long way. And he was chewed on when they went to get rescue mains when she got captured. I mean, that dog was like going to town on him. Mm-hmm. He made it. When he almost got
1: smashed.
0: Yeah. Well, at that time, thank God when Inns was there because yeah. he was not thinking that through with his little arms up in the air.
2: <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not going to save anybody with that. Okay. He he wanted to be Bolt. Bolt was his hero. And he also (laughs) thought everything Bolt did was real. real. So Mm -hmm. it it took, I think that's why it took so long for Bolt to get out of that fantasy is because Rhino was kind of perpetuating it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Disney meant for this to happen, but as I was watching it, I'm like, this is a good story to show that TV for kids that TV and movies and stuff aren't actually real. It's just a fantasy because I think we, when we are growing up, like as, I'll admit, as a child, I'd watch these mo- Disney movies. And I'm like, oh, if I could only and I'd imagine it and I'd, I'd mm-hmm. pretend to do these things or pretend to be the princess, except I would never be saved. I would be saving the prince. I was that girl <laughs> and just like all these things. And I think sometimes I look back on my own childhood and be like, oh, my gosh, I was a little too rooted in mm-hmm. the fantasy world and not in reality. Mm-hmm. And I think I got pulled out of it finally by like mid middle school, <laughs> late middle Probably, school. Probably, yeah. Well, and that's when I'll, I'll like you and... I became friends with you guys. I really didn't have friends in elementary. So maybe I use that as a protective mechanism. I don't know. Psychology. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? But I think it's a good, I think it's a good movie to like talk about, talk to your kids about that, how movies and books and those are just fantasy. Well, unless Mm -hmm. you're reading nonfiction, of course, but, but it's a fantasy and it's not, it's not always real. Right. Mm -hmm. This is reality and like help them connect to reality, which can still
0: be just as good. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with mm-hmm. that. And then I, I just liked at the end how Mittens was like, oh, that's not your person. She doesn't care about you. And then she saw how much Penny actually missed him yes. and loved him. And so trust mm-hmm. your instincts when it comes to that. You know, she really yeah. did love
2: you. Oh, though it broke my heart when he saw the new bolt. And oh her, I'm God. like, like he was walking. Oh, and I'm you know, like, like, I knew it was happening. Like, as soon as he got in, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. And then it happened. I'm like, no. He stands
0: there in the shadows with the carrot. And he just does that face. And I was just like, and I knew it was coming. And every time I'm just like, I'm gonna, I can't handle this. I can't breathe. This is awful. Oh my gosh.
2: I do like how they ended it. And like, I love Mm -hmm. the mom. Mom's like, you're fired and we're done. I'm like, he's us. That agent was a menace. Like, I wanted to punch him as soon as he got on set or on screen. Yeah, I felt so bad. They're
0: just like, no, Bolt can't go home with you. No, Bolt has to stay here. And then they're just like, ah, we'll just replace Bolt with another random dog and it'll be fine. It's just like, you're not listening. This you're girl not. is overworked already, but she's heartbroken. This this is a terrible situation. You should be doing more to help her find this lost yes. dog. It's ridiculous.
2: They all suck. <laughs>
0: Oh, and I have one more note. The Okay. So, you know, the pigeons throughout, they cracked <laughs> yes! me up because depending on where he was, right, you know, like the pigeons fit with the area they were at. They were either like yeah. Southern, they were like New York, they were mm-hmm. LA. I loved the LA pigeons and how they were and how the the assistant pigeon showed up. And then he's just like, "Oh, I just want to tell you I love you so much. And they're like, go get me some bread, but it has to be whole grain, not wheat. Make sure you get the whole grain. That's literally how everybody is in LA. Actually, I have a husband who worked in LA. That is how they are. To a T. And I was dying laughing. I forgot about those pigeons. They're a little
2: side thing, but the pigeons were a good little. The pigeons are hilarious. Yeah, they made me laugh. Especially, what was it, the New York pigeons who just like, I know you. How do I know you? And the signs (laughs) are right there and nothing. I'm like, oh, you dumb pigeons.
0: Are you sure you're not in Kentucky? The one time they were literally on his nose. I'm just like, really? They're literally on a giant billboard of his face. I don't know. Maybe I don't know him. Like, oh my goodness.
2: I mean, pigeons are always like, what do they, they call them a dove second rate cousin in a movie that I, I watch. And I'm like, yeah, that's
0: yeah. Pigeons yeah. are dope. Pigeons yeah. are stupid. But it made me laugh that the pigeons at the end are like, let me pitch you this idea for aliens. And then that's what happened in the show. And I was <laughs> <Yeah. stopped> laughing and <laughs> that's what they ended up doing was an alien thing. Oh my goodness. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how the message got passed along, but I'm sure those, those pigeons are living the dream now
2: yeah probably oh my goodness yeah and then just i love the ending with him and mittens and happy. penny all together happy in the house not worrying about anything and he can be mm-hmm. a normal puppy and they're out in the yard and i'm like that's mm-hmm. what Bolt
0: needs mm-hmm. my little
2: doggy oh my goodness yeah it was great oh my goodness okay 2010s Yeah. We only have one movie for Disney Animation in 2010s, and that is Zootopia. I love Zootopia. So what happens if you have not seen it, which if you haven't, you're living under a rock and you need to go watch it. Like, Sammy made a note in here that it made over $1 billion, which was the second highest to Frozen, which is amazing. (laughs) It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So it's an amazing movie about... About equality, about feminism, about racial things. Like, it literally takes all the issues and shoves it into the one movie. And mm-hmm. normally you would think that if you're going to take all of them and shove them into the one movie, it's going to be a horrible movie because you're doing too much. Yeah. But they did it. They did such a good job of of that art, of, mm-hmm. of, in, of bringing everything in. So you have a bunny. Her name is Judy. Mm-hmm. And she's on the farm with all of her zillion of her siblings because you know, bunny, uh, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> but she didn't want to be a farm bunny, she wanted mm-hmm. to go to the city and be a police officer and do all these things. And she does, she gets into the city and she gets there, but none of them take her seriously because she's a mm-hmm. rabbit, mm-hmm. they think that she should just be on the farm. Pretty mm-hmm. much pumping out baby bunnies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she starts this fight against all of them on being this good cop, and <laughs> she mm-hmm. gets stuck with oh, what's the fox's name? Nick. Nick, because he, I think she catches him stealing. Is that what? Is that how they he eat? does this?
0: He does this hustle with yeah, the, the hustle with the pops popsicles, but they're like popsicles, whatever he mm-hmm. called them. Yeah, he's he's a hustler. That's how she gets stuck with him.
2: That's right. And they go on this huge like adventure to say or to get the villain. And it's just awesome. I will say at the very beginning, I love the police chief. He brings her in to talk to her about something. And he's like, I know you want I know you have all these dreams and you want to do this and that he's like, but let it
1: Go. Oh, yeah, the Frozen like reference. Yeah. It was
2: the Frozen reference, and it was, like, mm-hmm. making – the whole thing was making fun of Frozen, which made mm-hmm. me laugh. Like, I'm like, okay, we're not very far into this movie, but I already know I'm going to love you because you're making mm-hmm. fun of yourself.
0: Yeah, it was super funny. I loved that. Let's see. Oh, I loved the, the very beginning, like you were saying. They show her on the, the farm, but the very, very beginning is when she's in the play. And I think it was a good thing to do her as a child in the play because the play is explaining – okay, why are all the animals getting along? And they're saying like, you know, back in the day there was predator and there was prey, but now Mm -hmm. everyone lives in harmony. Mm -hmm. And I just thought the play was silly, but it was a good way for us to kind of get into the movie and say, okay, I understand now why things are the way they are. And then we'll go from there. And then of course, Judy was dramatic as a child too, with the, like who else would do? Like she literally like does the blood squirting everywhere. (laughs) in the middle of a children's play and her parents like horrified (laughs) during the entire thing. It was just hilarious.
2: She's an animal version of Lilo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she literally was. It was just so funny. She would be Lilo. She grew up just still strong-willed and doing what she wants. And I think that's great. Like you said, she just went ahead and did what she wanted to do because her parents are literally telling her to be complacent. They literally Mm -hmm. use that word and work on the farm and she's just like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm just going to go ahead and be the first bunny cop. Don't worry about it. I got it. And She does it. She doesn't let anything stop her. It doesn't matter what's in her way. She does it. And then, even when she gets there and they give her this junky beat where she's just doing, she's a meter maid, basically. She doesn't like it. She feels defeated, but she continues on because that's what she needs to do. So talking about Nick, though, when she catches him, Nick's hustle is actually really, really clever because he goes and he steals basically from the elephant ice cream shop. He gets a a elephant popsicle, whatever they were calling it there. Mm -hmm. He takes that, he melts it down and he makes it into like millions of little ones and resells it to all the little like hamster looking bankers or whatever they were. reuses the popsicle sticks and then just goes and does it the next day so it's actually a really clever way
2: (laughs) it was (laughs)
0: it wasn't totally ethical not at all but (laughs) it was very clever I will give him that and I don't know about you but I don't think I would go to an ice cream shop where elephants are scooping it up with their noses anyway oh heck no I was just like, this is disgusting, and even That's before unsanitary. Judy, before Judy's like, oh, they're supposed, you're supposed to be gloved and everything. I'm just like, yeah, no, no one else is bothered by this. If I watched him blow peanuts out of his nose onto my ice cream, no, no, no. I don't care what kind of animal I am. No, mm, 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 yeah, that was just not that, happening. That always sticks out in my head. Uh, let's see, and then we have to talk about the sloths at the <gasps> DM. Oh dear lord, the sloths! It is the Funniest thing, I cannot watch that scene and not crack up because it is so ridiculous. And Nick is so rude. The way he's just like, yeah, Flash is the fastest one. And Judy's going to lose her freaking mind watching the slot. And then how Nick, right at the end when he's getting to the last letter for the plate, Nick's like, hey do you want to hear a joke flash? And then he just looks up like, yes. <laughs> and then he tells the, the girl next to I was just like, poor Judy. Oh no. Nick is so rude. And it was about like eight hours later they finally got it out. It was, yeah, literally nighttime. I don't know. <laughs> how long they were there but it was literally nighttime when they got out of it but it's just so funny to me because when you go the DMV, that's exactly how you feel like are we done yet why is this taking so long well i'm
2: i like i'm pretty sure disney like looked at when they were doing this movie they're like okay we need to like put the right animals in the right areas dmv Mm -hmm. what is the slowest animal alive oh a sloth, Mm -hmm. and like Who's going to do a hustle? Of course, a fox. Who's Mm going to, like, I think really they put a lot of thought into Mm -hmm. who we would be if we were animals. Mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, it's a well thought out movie. I think that does add to it. It
0: makes it just that much better. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, it's a good message in the movie about assumptions, about other people, or in this case, animals, Mm -hmm. prejudices that you have, because even though Judy's friends with Nick, even though he's just like, oh, do you think I'm going to go crazy on you? Do you think I'm going to attack you? And then she reaches back for her, I guess it's Mm. fox spray, not pepper spray, you know, same thing. Whatever. How she reaches back because she gets startled by him. And he's just like, see, that's what I'm saying. You think the same way that all these other people are thinking. You're not any better than them. And it made me sad for Judy, but I think it was good in the movie that they kind of had her reflect on what she was saying. And even though she thought she was believing certain things and acting certain ways and not mm-hmm. judging other animals, she was. Yeah. And she reflected on that and went back and talked to him and said, listen, I understand why you're upset with me. I was ignorant and I'm sorry, but let's mm-hmm. work together to, to fix this. I thought that was a really great Message. I think it's good they use the animals because I feel like kids could understand that a little bit easier sometimes Mm -hmm. than maybe just doing the straight race. Yeah.
2: And it can get a little messy when you use like I think like for kids, like I feel like Mm -hmm. if they would have used like people, it Mm would have gotten messier. Mm -hmm. I feel like with the animals, it kind of takes away that mess so the kids can understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. A little bit more cut and dry. Yeah, I agree.
0: And they had the the Breaking Bad Rams, and I love that show too. And I just, I do remember that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. it he's just like, "Yeah, Walter and Jesse are back. I gotta go." And I'm just like, "This is so stupid, Disney. I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just so just- great."
0: Yeah, just little things that they did like that. Mm-hmm. Just added for the grownups. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, just the the general, you know, because it's f- still a cartoon for kids. But yeah. for the grownups, they had those all those little things in there, like you said, the frozen mm-hmm. joke and all of that that we would get yeah. that the kids necessarily wouldn't.
2: The other thing that with this movie that I really loved is that they also, like I said, they we talked about the prejudice and the mm-hmm. feminist part, but they also brought in interracial marriage because mm-hmm. Judy and Nick end up together. Mm -hmm. And they are two different technically races. Mm -hmm. And they also like, I'm not going to lie in my head. I'm like a rabbit and a fox. How is that going to work? Like, what Mm -hmm. are the kids going to look like? But I know that's not what it, that's my adult brain going, but like Mm -hmm. for the kids to see their two different races can be together Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I loved that. And I don't know. I just, this movie was just great. It's funny. It's got a
0: good message. I love the actors in it. Jason Bateman's Mm -hmm. one of my other favorite actors. So, of course, I remember when they first ran the preview and Nick was in it. And I think it was maybe just him in the ad. And I was like, oh, it's Jason Bateman. I'm going to go see this automatically. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know why he's a fox. I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but I'm going to go see Mm -hmm. this. But I'll see it. (laughs) I just remember it because it was the smallest preview ever that they did. Way Mm -hmm. back, you know, when they were just doing, like, little quick snippets. And Mm -hmm. I just was like, oh, Jason Bateman. And Eardress Elba is in it, too. Mm -hmm. As a police shoot. Yeah. I love them both. Yeah, they're they're great. great. So that's another added little bonus to this movie is just the voice actors, too. Oh, my goodness. We finally got through them all. Yes. And now... Dun, 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 dun. It's well, like
2: when we, when we originally friend. talked about this, I thought we'd do like one episode and then we looked at all the, the movies and we're like, oh, this is going to so take many. a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so many to, to just dig through. And mm-hmm. I'm glad because there's some, I'm never going to watch some of these movies again, but I'm glad at least now I can say, okay, I checked it out. It one sucked of, just like I thought, but.
2: One of these days I'll watch Chicken Little. I don't know when, but one. And let me know what you think. All right,
0: why don't you do your top five first? Okay, so my top five movies from all of the episodes. So we're going all the way back to the 1940s to 2010s. Yes. For the animal movies, because I'm not saying that word, the fancy word that Ashley knows. Anthropomorphic. My, there we go, those movies. So I would definitely recommend The Lion King, and I'm sure you got that from that episode, because The Lion King is a classic Movie, the story is epic. The movie is epic. I could watch it a billion times and then never get tired of it. It's in Disney everything, I mean, it's all over mm-hmm. the park still. So that's how important it is it's amazing. So obviously, The Lion King, number one. Zootopia is another one. Obviously, we just talked about that. So you know why I love that one. Mm -hmm. I think it's important because it's more modern day with the message. I liked all of the characters. I literally, when I rewatched it, I kind of went off of if I rewatched the movie and I was doing other things and then I just stopped what I was doing to watch the movie because I just couldn't not watch it. I feel like that's important and Zootopia is one I I can't do other things because I'm just like no I gotta watch it because this part's (laughs) coming up and it's great great message funny all of it Bolt made my list too but again it's a dog movie it's got a good message it's got a German Shepherd in it and (laughs) I just think it's a very cute movie I put Lilo and Stitch down this was harder when I got towards the end to try and like really narrow it down yeah. But I did put Lilo and Stitch because I like the animation. I like the music. I think the message is the most important one because,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, all of the movies have really great lessons and everything. But there's something about the Lilo and Stitch. And like you were saying, the Ohana means mm-hmm. family and family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. I yeah. think that to me, it just is so important. I think that everybody should see that movie because of that. Because mm-hmm. of the lesson that came with it. And then I did go ahead and throw in Brother Bear. And that's because, stop, because this was hard for me to, to figure out what I wanted to put. Because I almost went back and put, like, The Rescuers, and then I was going to go back and put The Great Mouse Detective. But those are, like, childhood memories, and I really wanted to focus on the story, okay, for what I was going to recommend, because it's a recommendation. Okay, okay. And I wanted to recommend Brother Bear because of the lesson in it, mm-hmm. with the The Family is More Than Blood. That yeah. even when you lose somebody, that doesn't mean they're gone. They're still out there. They're watching over you. In this case, it was literally because he was the, the eagle flying around. But, mm-hmm. you know, like never feel mm-hmm. like you're alone. There's always someone to care for you. And, you know, sometimes you have to make a hard decision. But it's the best thing, like when he decides to continue to be the bear because he found a new family that he felt like he needed to be there for Koda and take care of him and mm-hmm. be there for him. And I just think the
2: lesson was really a good one. It is is a good lesson. I will agree. I will agree. And I didn't hate the movie. I did like the movie. It's Mm -hmm. just one that I probably won't watch again unless I have kids. That's not going to happen. So. (laughs) Why don't we do your movies? (laughs) What are your top five? Okay. So, again, same as Samantha, my top recommendation, I'll give it to you every single time, is The Lion King. It's Mm -hmm. iconic. It's amazing. It is the jewel of the Walt Disney World Animation Studios. Mm -hmm. Like, it is above all the princess movies. It's above every movie for me, mm-hmm. not counting Pixar. I am not looking at Pixar because mm-hmm. there's another movie in Pixar that probably rivals it. But this is Disney animation. Okay, yes, okay. this, is, <laughs> this is why she anim- said that. Yes, <laughs> this is Disney animation because I have had people yell at me about this, like telling me that I'm wrong. But for Disney animation, Lion King is the jewel, and it will never go away. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. You will always have Na going <laughs> on at the parks and you'll always have the little Simba moment and Timon and Pumbaa and it's just, it's just absolutely fantastic. My second recommendation is more of like a favorite for me and it's Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think because I chose two of them that you didn't mm-hmm. and for me, Robin Hood... I'm a literary person. I love the literature world. Mm -hmm. So I think like how they did Robin Hood and some of the other movies that are from classic books, I would always, I'm always going to recommend those first because I think it's a great way to introduce like, those types of like old stories for kids so that way they can appreciate them and then maybe Mm -hmm. even read them as they get older so that's my thing with robin hood and i just love robin hood it's just so good it is my third recommendation of course is utopia because of the messages and everything it's like one of my favorite disney animation movies just with ever how they did it all and you Mm -hmm. just heard us talk about it so i'm not going to keep going my fourth recommendation of course is lilo and stitch because stitch is my stitch is my boy i love him Mm -hmm. i think he's fantastic if my puppy wasn't a female, like if I could only have gotten male, I was going to name them Stitch. Of course. But to be completely honest, how my dog is and how much of a brat she is, I could of a her st- Stitch and yeah. it would have worked. Yeah, she really is kind of a Stitch. She is. Oh my goodness. And then the fifth recommendation going along with the literary portion of it is I recommend The Great Mouse Detective because it's a great segue into Sherlock because Sherlock right now is huge and I mean he's always been huge but I feel like the last like five or ten years it's gotten bigger because we've had a BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, and then Netflix just did another right. one with the Sherlock sister, and just Sherlock's a huge part of our culture, and the books are also really good. So mm-hmm. I just love that movie because it introduces them to the concept of Sherlock. So that way, when they get older, they already have that appreciation for mm-hmm. it. So that's my five. Mark and I make. like it. It was but- really hard because there's other ones that I'm like, oh, but the Rescuers are, oh, but this, yeah, like, that's
0: what I'm saying.
2: Maybe I was we should have just- done top ten. <laughs>
0: Uh, it just would have went on forever. It yeah. would've. It would've. I can surely tell you not to watch Home on the Range, though. I can yes. sh- definitely say that will never appear on any of my lists ever. Amen. So if we had a hate list, that would be towards the top of mine. My- <laughs> should put that on our next rant episode. Mm-hmm. We have, we're probably going to end up having to do like an animation rant. Probably. Although, yeah, because there is probably a lot more we could have said <laughs>
2: about it. Thank you so much for listening to this last anthropomorphic episode of the Pixie mm-hmm. Dust Twins. I'm Ashley and that's Sammy.
0: Make sure you go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com. We got a lot of new shirts up. We got links to all of the podcasts that we produce besides this one. Although, obviously, this one is pretty awesome because we're both in it. But there is a link to my new show now. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why are we pointing?
2: My new faith-based show is up. So so look for it. Ashley has a show. Please go check that out too.
0: As I'm saying, there's lots of links on there to other shows, including Ashley's new show. Please go check it out. Yeah, we have the shirts. We have the downloads available on there as well. Like she said, there's a free one. And then there's some that you can pay for as well. Make sure that if you're not following us on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but find us at Pixie Dust Twins. We post lots of nonsense on there between our pictures and our stories there's always something going on over there and you Mm -hmm. can follow our parent account too at Limitless broadcasting and then both of us have accounts you got at by ashley danny and then at samantha 1950 films media so you can see some other fun stuff besides the disney things although Mm -hmm. we mostly talk about disney so and then we have a youtube channel don't forget to check that out too because we are on it you may be watching us right now on youtube but if you're not go check it out we had a lot of great facial expressions in this one (laughs) Sorry in advance if you liked any of the ones that we made faces at. But anyway, so that's it. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. See you next time. In Healing from Within, Be Still and Know, the fourth and final edition, Dr. Robert C. Brooksby describes how we can reclaim and maintain our health when traditional medicine has failed us. Liberally peppered with case histories, Dr. Brooksby teaches us about our nature and how it's possible to work within our intrinsic energies to help us heal. Christ taught his disciples how to heal. We were supposed to have that knowledge, knowledge that has been lost to Western cultures. It was not supposed to be a secret. You can find a link to this book on our website at limitlessbroadcasting.com. You can also find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you do your book shopping.